Welcome to the Pipeline Oil and Gas podcast with me, Julian Walker. I'm very glad to welcome Paul McMillan, the CEO of NTS Group, joins me from Dubai for today's podcast, which will look at the reasons behind NTS Group's acquisition of Omega West. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Nice to meet you, Julian. I'm looking forward to the chat. Great. Before we get into today's discussion, Paul, could you just give a brief introduction to yourself for our listeners? Uh, yeah, no problem, Julian. I have uh, been in Dubai for 12 years now. Uh, originally from Scotland, uh, come from a, a rotating equipment background. Uh, I've been CEO of NTS Group for the past three years. Great. Well, now let's get down to today's topic. And um, before we delve into the actual acquisition, could you just talk a little bit about NTS Group that you're the CEO of? Yeah, NTS Group, uh, we're headquartered in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, um, and we've got uh, hubs in Dammam, Saudi Arabia, uh, Singapore, um, Penanga uh, in Norway, mm-hmm. um, Houston, Midland and Broussard in the USA, and, uh, and Nisku in Canada. Uh, the facilities that we have, they're essentially machine shops. Uh, we provide a range of manufacturing services, uh, tends to be precision manufacturing. We specialize in exotic materials, complex components, such as rotary steerable tools, measuring and logging tools, drilling tools, uh, and components used in topside, subsea, and and, and process systems. We also also have a number of specialist repair processes, Mm -hmm. uh, which are designed to extend the life of the tools uh, and minimize capex. So we've got some very uh, specialised repairs and for the measuring and logging tools, non-mag drill collars and other drilling accessories. Quite specialist things like stub welding, IDOD cladding, etc. all designed to bring the tool back to the original specification. The final product line that we provide is, is rental. We've got a fleet of more than 15,000 rental tools. Uh, it's a mix of legacy and specialised drilling tools. The range of legacy tools includes non-mag drill collars, steel and non-mag stabilizers, a wide range of subs to include crossovers, filter subs, saver subs, etc. And some of the specialized tools that we offer for rental as well as, as hydrojards, vibration tools, shock tools, etc. Okay, great. So yeah, quite a large range then. So ju- just for our listeners, so I mean, can you just explain a little bit? you know, the acquisition that you've actually uh, completed and then we can sort of maybe go and, you know, look at to maybe, you know, how you did it and join a challenging time in the oil and gas industry. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, NTS Group, uh, we're owned by a joint venture. Um, mm-hmm. Our owners is a company called Chubasex. They're a sp- Spanish multinational. Uh, they're a global leader uh, in manufacturing stainless steel and high alloy tubular products. And Sanat, who are part of ADQ, Abu Dhabi Holdings, they purchased us in 2019 with an overall goal of establishing themselves as one of the largest manufacturers of premium tubular solutions and promoting energy projects across the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So we were, we, NTS Group was acquired as a growth platform uh, okay. in oil and gas exploration and production, uh, the tool space. Through obviously the capabilities I've described, uh, local machining, manufacture, repair, rental services, etc. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, early, very early in the pandemic, uh, we're obviously talking about how we reconfigure the business to cope with the downturn in oil and gas industry, etc. 
Uh, but one of the key focuses that these guys had was on the longer term as well. Uh, so we were encouraged to look for potential acquisitions, expansion, you know, during the downturn, they, they saw it as an opportunity to position ourselves for the medium to long term. So when we saw the opportunity came up to acquire Amiga West Services, we saw it as a, a very, very unique opportunity to position NTS Group as a global lead leader in the manufacturing, repair and rental tools for the oil and gas sector and move forward on that basis. Okay, interesting. How does the acquisition of uh, Omega West Services strengthen the NTS Group portfolio, in your view, Paul? Um, well, NTS, before the acquisition, we had facilities in, uh, in, in Dubai, at Saudi Arabia and Norway. Uh, very, very good, very strong relationships with our customers, but we've always had aspirations towards being you know, a global player, mm -hmm. uh, a global service provider for the oil and gas sector. And we didn't feel we could do that without having a more global presence. We were considered a local supplier, if you like, very strong relationships. But unless you had the presence in Houston, where a lot of the key buying decisions are, are still made, it was very difficult to expand and, and you know, being recognised globally. The acquisition of Amiga West has strengthened us significantly because what we've done is we've, we've got a global presence now by bringing by uh, through the, the facilities that we now have in Houston, Midland and Broussard, so that covers the US, Nisku in Canada and Singapore to cover uh, Asia, the Asian markets. Our presence in these hubs we feel is key to, to elevating us from from our current position, which is local, local to a, a global strategic partner. As well as this, the, the, the legacy NTS shops that we have in Dubai, Saudi and Norway, we manufacture a large range of subsea topside and process components. We've been heavily encouraged by our customers uh, to look at our global presence, in particular North American and Asian markets. And we couldn't do that from, you know, from a base in, in Dubai, Saudi and Norway. So the acquisition allows us to do this also. We've brought, you know, Amiga West also has a proven track record in high tolerance manufacturing, the very complex rotary steerable tools, the, the MWD, LWD tools, and a number of complex components that we are not currently doing in our existing facilities in, in Norway, Dubai and Saudi. So that, that, you know, by bringing this technology in-house, it lets us accelerate our growth plans for the region, uh, the regions that we're already in. And finally, the addition of the Mega, the Mega West rental fleet uh, allows us to offer something different to our customers. Um, allows us to expand our portfolio. We're in a climate just now where CapEx is severely limited. Um, customers are asking more and more to look at lease to buy, rental options, etc. And this gives us an immediate solution. You know, Amiga West, I've got an excellent reputation in this, you know, for provision of rental services, etc. Great. Well, and how's the reaction been? The reaction's been fantastic. I mean, the, it's challenging just now. Everybody, all our customers have their challenges just now, but the, the reaction has been excellent. The coming together of NTS Group and Amiga West, they see huge benefits from the global a network we're now, now able to provide, which is pretty unique. They see significant benefits of having one supplier been able to offer, you know, high-end manufacture, repair, management of fleet, as well as rental across these locations. This gives them access to global capacity. Um, it gives them the fle flexibility to procure centrally 
but actually place orders on the basis of where the end user, ICTVA, localization requirements are, uh, cycle time, cost, etc. So the response has been excellent. Oh, that's really good to hear. And um, I, I know this, you know, the acquisition is only you know, recently finalised, but um, what, what's the sort of status of, um, of the transition? Um, we are, we're working through the transition. Uh, we're, we're integrating them into NTS Group just now, uh, the facilities into NTS Group. In parallel, we're moving forward quite aggressive business and investment plans for the growth of the business. Uh, obviously, there's been a big downturn. There's, you know, the acquisition has, has dragged on for a few months now. Uh, so there is, uh, we're looking to relaunch the business under the, 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 uh, the NTS Group brand. The key personnel that were central to the transformation and the growth of the business have been recruited. There were some gaps in the organisation. We've been very lucky. We've managed to, you know, the, the core personnel from Amiga West have been retained. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got decades of experience and technical knowledge, which has come into the group now. We're in the process just now of redeploying the tools. The Amiga West business is very centred in the North American market, which, as we know, is, is, is having a real hard time of it just now. Yeah. We're moving a, a large fleet of rental tools over to our facilities in Dubai, Singapore, uh, Saudi and Singapore. Uh, we expect them to be on site by early 2021. We're also in the process of sharing some key repair and manufacturing processes. I would say NTS are probably a little stronger on the repair side. Amiga West are benefiting from the work there and the legacy NTS companies are benefiting from the manufacturing expertise that, that Amiga West has built up. Uh, so we're sharing that between sciences now and accessing some new opportunities across the board. We're also in the process of finalising some strategic material supply agreements. Yep. Um, that will place large volumes of high runner materials into all our facilities. Uh, at very competitive prices, which will obviously which will allow us to offer lower cost options at very, very uh, quick lead times, etc. In addition to, to, to the above, we've also we've expanded our, our existing NTS facilities. Uh, we've moved into a 10,000 square metre site in Dubai, okay. which uh, in order to accommodate the additional inventory, the rental tools, etc. We've expanded our facility in Saudi. We've added another 2,000 square metre of yard space again to, you know, for the for the, the inventory and the rental tools, etc. Uh, and we're in the final. We're going to go live with a SAP system, the ERP system across both the, the Dubai and Saudi sites on the 1st of January. We're very far along. Uh, it's been challenging through the pandemic uh, and all the challenges that, that that's presented us. But yeah, we've made very very good progress. We're very optimistic about how, of what the future holds. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that um, sounds like a lot going on outside the acquisition of, you know, expanding your facilities. And uh, you sort of touched on what sort of the next question, which is kind of, yeah, with all this going on, what are the challenges that you have had to deal with, with, you know, the current restrictions that have been brought on by the pandemic, with, you know, travel restrictions and obviously also the, you know, an economic climate since, you know, since it sort of really hit the world in sort of March time? Yeah, I mean, for our existing businesses, the, the acquisition was through in the 1st of October. Uh, I mean, the pandemic and, and the drop is probably towards the end of March. So like most other service companies, uh, we've been adapting to the new economic factors that we've got, we've got. It's proven to be challenging, but I think we've worked our way through it. We've managed costs, we've managed cash flows, we've optimised spend. 
Uh, we've made sure that you know we're a service company, so we can't let any of that affect our delivery. I think it's always challenging for a machine shop. You know, we run our business based on utilisation, filling the capacity. But you know, for the existing businesses, we've coped well considering the the challenges that we've faced. In terms of the acquisition, uh, we kicked off the acquisition process probably about April May time. Uh, obviously, that was right in the middle of the lockdown. Nobody could travel. The team who executed the acquisition was located in Dubai, in Spain, in USA, in Canada, in Singapore. Uh, the bulk of the work, as I said, was carried out through the lockdown. We had no travel restrictions. We're unable, you know, the travel restrictions meant we were unable to, unable to visit the sites, etc., which meant the bulk of the work and evaluation was carried out remotely via teleconferences, all online collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, trying to manage across all the different time zones and the different cultures was challenging. It's been a very, very busy nine months, a very challenging nine months. But what we're now seeing is that the workload's becoming a bit more manageable. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the transition's now well underway. We are starting to see a few green roots, green shoots of recovery, which is helping as well. You know, the hard work is done now. We can start to look forward and, you know, we're very excited about the medium to long-term prospects that the the acquisition uh, gives us and the NTS group can realise. Great. Well, um, sort of, you know, a final question, actually a bit more on that, because obviously we focus a lot about this year and the acquisition, but, you know, what are your sort of medium or even just, you know, your long-term goals or, you know, what you see out there for... um, yeah, I mean, the medium to long-term goals is to establish ourselves as a global leader and supply chain partner to our customers um, across the range of services that we provide. So that covers the manufacturing of drilling equipment, subsea, topside, processor components, the repair of the MWD, LWD drilling equipment and the rental side of things. We're seeing a growing trend in the market. I mean, while the, the pandemic has been and the drop in oil has been extremely challenging for everybody in the oil and gas industry, we do see a change in buying habits and a change in approach from our customers. Okay. We're seeing a trend now where customers are accelerating their plans to reduce CapEx outlay through rental of equipment instead of buying it. They're looking to outsource more of the manufacturing. They're looking to localise the manufacturing. They're now looking at global supply chain partners, so complex components that would typically come from places like Norway, places like North America. They're now looking at, you know, how can we do it in a more localised manner? How can we cut costs? Uh, we are very well positioned to, to, to do that through the UAE and Singapore. So we're really, we're really leveraging the existing supply chain agreements that we have just now. We're also seeing a big trend towards repair and upgrade of tools. Uh, we're investing in the technology. We're sharing the knowledge in order to allow us to do that. Another thing that we've seen is uh, there's a real move away from the traditional ad hoc contracting models that machine shops typically work to. You know, we're seeing a move towards global framework agreements, local repair and manufacturing hubs, where we're manufacturing the manufacturing and managing the stock for them, for the customers. You know, we're bringing repairs in before they need them. We're repairing them and holding them on stock, so they're able. You know, customers are able to call them off almost immediately instead of you know waiting until they need them and then put them into the supply chain. We're looking at stock management programs aimed at reducing cost. So, you know, the focus is improving lead times, reducing costs, increasing availability equipment, et cetera. 
Uh, so, you know, we're looking at, we're adapting our contracting strategies in order to align with that. I think the acquisition of Amiga West allows us to deliver all of the above and more with the global presence. We've got the technology, we've got the capabilities, we've got the customer relationships, we've got the, you know, the global networks of contracting strategies, etc. So we're in a very unique position to deliver this and this and more to them. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Paul, for giving us your insight into uh, the acquisition of Amiga West by NTS Group, but also how you've done it through a difficult year and, you you know, your, your outlook for the industry. And, you know, that's really good to hear. Just before we finish, I just wanted to ask you how you've had to adapt and how you've adapted to life under COVID yourself, because obviously all of us have had to deal with different ways and in different circumstances. Yeah, I mean, from a personal perspective, myself and my family, I live out here, my wife, my two boys. Luckily, we had my oldest son who's at university in Scotland. We managed to get him back just before they closed the borders. So to be honest, the first four, six weeks of lockdown, we enjoyed with great family time. You know, we spent a lot of quality time just uh, out in the garden, catching up, doing things that we wouldn't do. The backdrop of that was obviously the pressures of work, etc., uh, but since then, to be honest, aside from the, you know, not being able to plan holidays, not being able to, you know, see family who would normally come out, you know, at this time of year, etc. Um, we've been OK. I think the UAE government have handled it fantastically well. You know, I talked to family back home and they're still under quite a strict lockdown. You know, the restrictions are very very, very onerous on them. You know, it's very difficult there. But, you know, over here, we've been, you know, we have to take precautions. Uh, but I think it's been managed very well. And, it, it, you know, it's made all of our lives an awful lot easier. So, you know, taking away the stress and the strain of work from a personal perspective, you know, it, it's not been too bad, to be honest with you. Oh, well, thanks for that, Paul. And um, uh, thanks for listening to our latest podcast. And I'll be back soon with more insightful conversations. Mm-hmm.